Hello again. We're glad you've joined us for another story about the Peters children. This week's story, Pearson is Worth More Than a Sparrow, is about how God faithfully comes to the Peters family aid as Pearson undergoes a health issue. As always, there's a line from a hymn or a hymn title within the story. So if you recognize us, email us at whimsywins at gmail.com and if yours is the first correct answer we receive, we will send you a prize. Last week's hymn was How Firm a Foundation. From the story, Penelope calls Nora a name, but we didn't have a winner. This week, though, the hymn is obvious, so we're hoping for the best. Since we all have a lot of time on our hands these days, why not make it a point to go back and listen to the stories you've not yet heard? Pearson Peters and the Bad Company is a really good one. Now it's time for the story. Pearson is worth more than a sparrow. One sunshiny springtime Saturday morning, Pearson awoke, rubbed his eyes, and tried focusing. He glanced over at his dresser to look at the time, but he was seeing double. It was as though there were two clocks instead of one. His vision was certainly acting up. He felt a headache coming on, too. The clock said that it was 7.30. Maybe if he tried, he could go back to sleep. But his head had just begun to pound, and he heard one of his baby twin sister's patients crying from the other room. He couldn't resist his twin sisters. In his mind's eye, he could see Patience with her chubby cheeks and her smiling face, her pillowy legs, and her little hands reaching out for him. He loved his twin sisters, and hearing Patience cry was an impetus to get up out of bed, despite his headache. He thought his twin sisters were the greatest, and he and Penelope were good friends as well. Every time somebody would ask him, usually one of his buddies, who his favorite sister was, he always responded in the same way. I don't have a favorite. I love all three of my sisters. They could hardly believe that. And so their response was always the same. That can't be true. You have to have a favorite. Pearson knew his friends couldn't possibly understand that being an older brother to all three adoring sisters was a privilege and not a chore. Pearson got up from bed and stealthily tiptoed into the girls' room. He noticed that only Patience was awake. Priscilla was still serenely sleeping in her own crib, while Penelope was lying in her bed, her arm flung over her head. Pearson picked up Patience and smiled down at her, while simultaneously flashing her the shh signal with his index finger over his lips. Patience immediately stopped crying. Pearson walked downstairs and immediately smelled the aroma of bacon wafting toward him. He walked into the kitchen where Mama Peters was standing over the stove, tending to the sizzling strips of bacon. Good morning, Mama Peters. Pearson said, and then pretending to be Patience, he said in a high-pitched voice, Good morning, Mama. Somewhat startled, Mama Peters whirled around. Oh, Pearson, it's you. Patience, good morning. I didn't hear you. Did Patience wake you up, buddy? I'm sorry. Oh, it's okay. She's too adorable for me to ignore her, Mama Peters. Well, are you hungry, bud? Mama Peters asked. Pearson shrugged. Probably, but, but my head kind of hurts. Your head hurts? I wonder if it's because we got home so late last night from the baseball game. Well, that was fun, Pearson replied. So if it's from that, it's definitely worth it. Of course, I'm sad because it was the last game of the season. I had so much fun, though. Thanks for letting me play this year, Mama Peters. Oh, you're welcome, Piers. We had tons of fun, too. And praise the Lord, you had such a great first season. I can't believe we only have a few weeks until summer's here. I know it, Pearson said. It's almost going to be camping season. Yeehaw! 
only he said yee-haw too loudly so that his head hurt. Ow! Mama Peters walked over, a concerned look on her face. Pearson, are you okay? Yeah, it's, it's just that my head really hurts. Well, let me feel your head. No, you don't feel warm, so that's good. Mama Peters looked at him and handed him a cup of water. You need to drink some water. Hopefully you'll feel better soon. Let's have you go lie on the couch, and you can watch an episode of The Adventures of the Beckmans. Pearson's eyes lit up. How he loved Adventures of the Beckmans. It was such a good show about missionary kids and their inventiveness in the jungles of Papua New Guinea. He hurriedly quaffed down a cup of water and grabbed a cup of yogurt with a spoon to feed patients while he watched. Penelope came downstairs a few minutes later with Priscilla in her arms. She greeted Pearson. Good morning, Piers. But Pearson was far too engrossed in this episode where one of the Beckman kids built a boat to respond to Penelope's greeting. Penelope said again, in a sing-songy voice this time, I said, good morning, Pierce. Pearson looked at his sister. Oh, good morning, Pen. You gotta see this. The kid's building a boat out of twigs and leather sticks. It's awesome. Penelope enjoyed Adventures of the Beckmans, but not quite as much as Pearson. But she sat down next to Pearson because she would do just about anything for her big brother. Well, Pearson, that boat is really cool. Hey, everyone. Good morning. What's everybody doing? Daddy Peters was yawning and stretching, and his voice sounded sleepy. I thought I heard the adventures of Beckman's. He hugged each of his kids good morning, and then looked at the TV. Oh, the boat episode! I love this one! He was as much into the Beckman's as anyone in the family. But there would be little time to watch the adventures of the Beckham's, because breakfast was just about ready. Moments later, they heard Mama Peters yell from the kitchen, Hear ye, hear ye! This announcement is for my family, who are all glued to the TV. Pancakes and bacon await you. Come and get them! Daddy Peters immediately commandeered the remote and turned off the TV. The family was ravenous. That is, except for Patience, who had practically inhaled her yogurt. And Pearson, who had a headache but still had an appetite, was pretty hungry too. Daddy Peters prayed over the already set table. And the family dug into the fluffy pancakes, the piping hot bacon strips, and bright, red, ripe strawberries. Mama Peters filled each of their glasses with ice-cold orange juice. Penelope sighed. Mama Peters, this meal has got to be the best ever. Daddy Peters asked how everyone had slept. And that's when Mama Peters told Daddy Peters about Pearson's headache. With eyes filled with compassion, Daddy Peters turned to look at Pearson. I'm sorry, bud. Does it feel any better now? Pearson shook his head. Not really, Daddy Peters. But Mama thinks it's just from staying up so late last night. Could be. Do you feel up to going on a hike today? It's supposed to be a glorious day. The weather is pretty mild. And I thought we could all go up to Shioni's recreation area and hike around the foothills. Mama Peters looked at Pearson. He seems okay. I'll plan to make lunches, and we can go around noon. Pearson, does that sound like a plan? Pearson nodded enthusiastically. It sounds great. My headache is practically gone just thinking about how fun it'll be. Well, we won't overdo it, Daddy Peters remarked, so we'll take it slowly. Penelope jumped in. Can I push the twins in their stroller? I love pushing it. Mama Peters nodded. 
everyone down their last bites of breakfast, and all but Pearson began to clear the dishes and tidy up the kitchen. Instead of hanging around to help, Daddy Peters instructed Pearson to go upstairs and rest up for the hike. Pearson rested quietly and closed his eyes for a few minutes. He heard Daddy Peters coming up the stairs before he appeared in Pearson's room, holding a dosing cup with red liquid. Here, Pearson, take this medicine. I don't want you to have a headache all day. He handed the cherry-flavored medicine to Pearson, who gulped it down in an instant. Thanks, Daddy Peters. That medicine is delicious. Uh, I'm not sure I would describe medicine as delicious, but okay, I'm glad you liked it. Daddy Peters winked at his son, then asked, How do you feel? I feel okay, Daddy. It's just a headache. It's not a big deal. Well, if you feel too bad, or you feel too sick to go, you don't have to. I'm not missing Shioni's, Pearson answered quickly. Well, we could always go another time, bud. No, no, I feel fine. After Mama Peters finished packing lunches, and everyone loaded up their backpacks, the family got in their van and drove off to Shioni's. The day was a perfect spring day in every way. The grass was verdant and lush, and wildflowers of every color dotted the hillside. The Peters family began their ascent to the top of the foothills. The walk wasn't particularly difficult, but Pearson found himself getting more and more tired. After walking a couple miles, the Peters family sat down on one of the benches to take a break before continuing. How you feeling, Piers? I'm not feeling so well, Daddy Peters. My head is hurting, and my belly feels upset. I almost feel like I'm going to throw up. Like Mama Peters had done earlier, Daddy Peters felt Pearson's forehead. You don't feel like you have a fever, buddy, but I'm concerned. So let's get ready and head for home. In the car on the way home, Pearson lay down on the seat and covered his face with his windbreaker. The sunlight blinded his eyes, and Pearson felt terrible. Mama Peters seemed particularly concerned and couldn't wait to get Pearson home to bed. As they pulled into the driveway, Pearson nearly tore the car door from its hinges as he threw it open. Daddy Peters, can I have the keys? I must get into the bathroom. While Daddy and Penelope retrieved their belongings and the twins from the car, Mama Peters scurried into the house with Pearson. She could hear Pearson as he emptied his stomach into the toilet. My poor Pearson, she thought, as she waited for him to come into the living room where she was waiting for him. She had begun to feel worried about her son. Pearson? How are you feeling? I'm feeling so much better now, Mama Peters. But I'm going to lie down. I'm pretty tired. Relieved that he was feeling better, Mama Peters left Pearson on the couch while everyone began the task of getting the twins changed and clearing out their backpacks. By the end of the evening, Pearson was feeling like himself again, and the Peters family called it a night. They went to bed so they could get a good night's rest before heading to church the next day. For the next three weeks or so, Pearson had no more headaches, and the episode was pretty much forgotten. But one Sunday morning, as the Peters family readied themselves for church, Pearson began seeing squiggly lines, and the headache he'd felt on that Saturday morning three weeks prior returned with a vengeance. It felt as though a humongous rubber band was tightly wound around his head. He had trouble steadying himself to get out of bed, but he managed to stumble downstairs where Daddy Peters was cooking breakfast. Mama was feeding the twins. They both stopped what they were doing when they heard Pearson. They were taken aback by his appearance. He was white as a sheet, and he was holding his head. They quickly got him to the couch, but the bright light from the lamp made Pearson wince and moan, Aww, as he tried to block his eyes from the light with his hand. Daddy Peters began to try to soothe him, 
and directed Penelope, who had just come downstairs, to help Mama with the twins and get ready for church. Mama Peters, who was extremely concerned by now, prayed silently that God would help Pearson feel better and that God would give them wisdom about how to proceed. Mama Peters, while you and Penn and the girls go to church, I'm going to take Pearson to the doctor. Daddy Peters' voice calmed Mama Peters, and she agreed with his plan. He took charge of Pearson and tried to get him comfortable while simultaneously calling the doctor. While on hold, he gently rubbed Pearson's forehead and prayed quietly. Covered with a light blanket, Pearson lay completely still. He could hear Daddy Peters speak before the attendant put him on hold. As Daddy Peters waited for the advice nurse, Mama Peters rounded up Penelope and the twins, and they all got ready for church. Pearson didn't really want to miss church, but his head was hurting too much to protest. When it was time to leave, Mama Peters bent down and kissed Daddy Peters and Pearson, and Penelope, who absolutely adored her older brother, did the same. She felt terrible for Pearson, and she just about started to cry. Pearson, I'll be praying for you. I'll bring a donut home for you. Pearson was so immersed in his headache that he barely remembered that, oh yeah, their Sunday school teacher, Mrs. Harwood, was bringing donuts for everyone in the class who had learned their memory verse, 1 Corinthians 10.13. No temptation has overtaken you, but such as is common to man. And God is faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able, but with the temptation will provide the way of escape also, that you will be able to endure it. It was a long, long verse, but Pearson had nailed it. At the moment, though, he didn't care if he ever saw another donut, let alone eat one. He was feeling horrible. Daddy Peters reminded everyone that the Lord is in control of all things at all times. Mama Peters, Penn, please try to trust God and not worry. Remember, he entreated them, that sparrows are very cheap birds, and they were sold in the Bible two for a penny. People bought them as a cheap source of meat, but the Bible says that not even a sparrow falls to the ground without God noticing. So how much more does he care about us, we who are created in his image? He loves and cherishes us. Let's pray before you leave. Daddy Peters took the phone off speaker and began to pray. God, we are so thankful for your care for Pearson. Thank you that you have planned out each moment of his life and not one of his thoughts or words escapes your notice. You want to do a big work in his life and we are not just spectators. You are actively working on all of us who each care about Pearson too. Lord, would you give us comfort to know that you love Pearson far more than we ever could? Would you help us to trust you for his life and whatever is going on? And would you please give wisdom to the doctors who will be helping him today? We ask you to give us a special peace that surpasses all understanding. We love you, Lord. Amen. Penelope opened her eyes and saw that Mama Peters' face was as wet with tears as her own. Daddy Peters promised Mama Peters that he would be in touch with her soon. After speaking to the advice nurse, she made an appointment for a time slot in just 30 minutes. So Pearson slowly walked upstairs to get dressed. Daddy Peters carried him to the car where Pearson stretched out on the back seat. The hospital was about 15 minutes away, but they arrived quickly. Daddy Peters was pleased how fast they had gotten through reception, and in no time, they were waiting for a doctor in the patient room. Pearson's headache had begun to subside, but he was still sensitive to the light, so they turned the light off. His face was pale, and his hair was a disheveled mess. 
He was lying with his eyes closed when Dr. Rareburr walked in. Hey, Pearson, your chart says you've had some headache issues. You feel up to talking to me about what's been going on? Pearson spoke of the debilitating headaches to Dr. Rareburr, who nodded and asked, Are you having any problems with bright lights? Pearson, who had begun to perk up a bit, replied, Oh, boy, am I ever! Well, how about belly issues? The doctor continued. Have you felt like throwing up? Daddy Peters gave a full account of the Saturday that they had gone on a hike and how Pearson had rushed into the house to get to the bathroom. Well, Dr. Rareburr said, the good news is that I have a hunch I know what the problem is. The bad news is that migraine headaches are no fun, and often they come without warning. They're hereditary. So that means that someone else in your family probably gets them. Pearson looked puzzled. Did I confuse you, Pearson? Dr. Rareburr quizzed him. Well, not really, but I don't think anyone in our family gets bad headaches. Daddy Peters looked thoughtful and then interrupted. You know what, Pearson? I just remembered that your Aunt Larissa has had them ever since she was a kid. It was Dr. Rareburr's turn to speak next. I see. Well, not much is known about what causes them, but the best way to handle them is just as you've been doing. Lie down in a dark room and try to relax your body and don't let it stiffen up. I know. It's really hard when you're in pain. But Daddy Peters, you'll need to watch for what triggers the headaches and make sure Pearson is staying hydrated and is getting plenty of sleep. He can take something for him if they get too bad. Monitor how long the headaches last and how much time elapses before he has another headache. Give us a call if they get too bad or they're unmanageable. By the time Daddy Peters and Pearson were in the parking lot walking toward the car, Pearson was feeling well. If you didn't know better, you wouldn't have guessed that only about an hour before he had been writhing in pain. So what do you think, Pearson? You feel up to dropping by church? I'm sure Mama Peters is trying hard to concentrate, but is probably thinking about how you're doing, and she'll be relieved to see us. There's still plenty of time left in the main service, but we can stop quickly and get you a breakfast sandwich. Yes, let's, Pearson said. He felt like a completely new person. As they walked into church, Daddy Peters and Pearson could hear the old familiar tune, Turn Your Eyes Upon Jesus. They walked quietly over to where Mama Peters was sitting with Penelope and the twins. Daddy Peters squeezed Mama's hand. She smiled and hugged Pearson and whispered, I love you. Penelope looked so happy to see her big brother, and she tapped Mama Peters to get Pearson's attention. Pearson turned slowly toward Penelope. She was wearing the biggest smile on her face as she held up a donut a ginormous chocolate bar, Pearson's favorite. Pearson smiled broadly and gave a thumbs up to Penelope. The day had started out on a sour note, but the Lord in his graciousness had caused Pearson's headache to dissipate, and now he was looking forward to chomping down on his chocolate bar. What a sweet ending that would be. Welcome to Grandmom's Corner. How is everyone doing with the shutdown? Are you keeping busy? Where I live in California, we're just ending our sixth week of staying in place. It's extremely difficult at times, especially because we miss our family and going to church. And sometimes I have a bad attitude about it. And so I have to confess that to God and tell him I'm sorry once again for having a bad attitude. We hope all of you are staying well and we urge you to pray hard for the elected officials and the president to make wise and good decisions. So this week, I did something I haven't done for quite a while. 
I sat down and played the piano for sheer enjoyment. When I was in the second grade, I began to take piano lessons and I took them for many years. How I loved to play. But then, as I got older and life got more busy and I had lots of kids, and then I started teaching my grandkids, I was far more interested in hearing my grandkids play than hearing me play. So, since we have some time on our hands, I sat down and played some old hymns. And then I sang a couple choruses from my childhood. One of the two songs is one I learned growing up, and I taught it to my kids when they were growing up. The other song is a song we sang when I went to a Christian camp at Hume Lake in Southern California. I have lots of good memories from that time. And I've taught that one to my first grade Sunday school class. In Psalm 100, verse 2, it says, Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful singing. So I'm going to sing the two songs that I learned when I was a kid. But I want you to understand, neither one of these little choruses is the hymn title or the line from a hymn that we're looking for that's in the story. They're good songs, and I hope you'll listen to them and maybe even sing them yourself. But those aren't the winning answers. So the first one is, Jesus loves even me. And the second one is, let's talk about Jesus. I am so glad that my Father in heaven tells of his love in the book he has given. Wonderful things in the Bible I see. This is the dearest that Jesus loves me. I am so glad that Jesus loves me. Jesus loves me. Jesus loves me. I am so glad that Jesus loves me. Jesus loves even me. And the next one is, let's talk about Jesus. And I love this song because I like to talk about Jesus too. Let's talk about Jesus. The King of Kings is he. The Lord of Lords supreme throughout eternity. The great I am, the way, the truth, the life, the door. Let's talk about Jesus more and more. Did you notice all those names for Jesus in that second song? See if you recognize them. We hope you enjoyed this week's story, and we hope you come back next week. Bye for now.